listening to Into the Arena, a Hunger Games podcast sparking the fandom one episode at a time with your hosts, Holly and Emily. Special thanks for music by Sam Cushion. Welcome back, Tributes, to Into the Arena. I'm Emily. And I'm Holly. And this week we have a really cool episode since we're approaching 4th of July and we found out in Ballad that the reaping takes place on 4th of July. We decided to do a reaping-focused episode. So before we get into that, just a quick reminder, you can follow us on our social media at Into the Arena Podcast on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard keeping up all that <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but follow us there and don't forget to join our ballad read-alongs on Monday nights. So join us tomorrow for that. We're getting close to the end of the book, which is really exciting. Uh, finally, and then we can talk all about it all we want to. I know. So. We have some really cool like ballad episodes that we've been just waiting to do. Yes. So yeah, let's let's talk all about the reaping. I'm so excited. I think this was one of my favorite little things that we learn in Ballad that the reaping is on July 4th because it's not revealed in the original trilogy. We just all assumed it was summertime based on how the weather is described and how it compares to the Victory Tour, etc. But the fact that it's explicitly stated in Ballad, I think just was Suzanne pushing again and saying, here's what you missed in the original trilogy, and here's what I'm trying to show you right now. So mm-hmm. it hit a little too close to home. I wonder if anybody had theorized that it was July 4th, because I, I, I can't remember the exact, if there were months stated in like mm-hmm. Catching Fire, like when things were happening. But in my head, the reaping was always like pretty soon after Katniss's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I always thought but, it was June. Yeah, but that wasn't true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting that she made it July 4th. And like, I didn't get this from myself. I am like not this smart or observant. But I was on Reddit looking at, you know, what people kind of thought about it being July 4th. And someone was saying that, I mean, it's really a parallel of the U.S. and thinking about how on the 4th of July, you know, there's an oppressed people who aren't really celebrating uh, and then the people who, who are and, and especially like, you know, decades and, and hundreds of years ago, there were people who really weren't free at all on 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's not exactly the same because, I mean, the districts are just oppressed. Like, they do have some element of freedom. <laughs> They're yeah. not, like, slaves or, like, enslaved people. But, I mean, I, I just think it was really an interesting parallel and something to, to think about. No, yeah. You put, in your notes for this week, you put a quote from Frederick Douglass. I don't know if you wanted to read it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I should but, look at my own notes. <laughs> yeah, that was, when I read that, I mean... I think it was awesome what you wrote. 
in comparison to it. Yeah, the quote by Fred- Frederick Douglass, who was a, an enslaved person who ended up being free uh, later in his life, um, said in a speech, I think it was on the 5th of July, so it was about the 4th of July, said, what to the slave is the 4th of July? This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. That That feels very similar to like what reaping day must feel like to the capital citizens versus those in the districts because that's a day of of mourning like it's an awful day Mm -hmm. um whereas it's a day of especially what it becomes later on uh in the main trilogy like a day of celebration a day of festivities of excitement for for the capital citizens yeah it's really sad I know, and I think by Suzanne making it July 4th and having the books take place in North America, she's literally just saying, like, this could be us. We're not far from this distant future. She never gives us a time for when this dystopia could happen, but we always relate the themes and the ideas and the experiences to what is happening currently, and when I read that, especially last year in 2020, I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I think this is definitely probably, like, my favorite, like I said, my favorite thing that we learned from Ballad, and it makes The Hunger Games just so much more meaningful, too. Yeah, yeah, just that whole book, and that's, like, one of the things that bubbles to the top is the Mm -hmm. coolest detail. (laughs) Yeah, right at the beginning, right at the beginning. Yeah, spoiler, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so. But if if you you haven't haven't read read Ballad by now, now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I'm just like, at this point, it's been over a year. It's released. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. We've done yeah, the read along. Don't listen you know? to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I thought um, it was interesting. I mean, because I reread both the reaping, well, all three reaping scenes, I guess, um, in Ballad, Hunger Games, and Catching Fire. And I just thought it was interesting that they use that, which makes sense, as kind of a census for... Mm-hmm the kids i mean <laughs> i'm like what are they gonna track like oh there's less kids this year so maybe yeah. some died of starvation <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's just their only way to do that i guess but i mean i think another cool thing that we learned about was the rigged reapings because it is confirmed in against spoilers um it is confirmed in ballad that lucy gray's lucy gray being raped was rigged so Mm-hmm. We know that it does happen. And so on different occasions, you have to wonder, like, who is actually picked. And, I mean, a lot of the people in the fandom say that Annie was, her reaping was rigged based off of her connections to Finnick and Finnick not, like, prostituting himself and listening to Snow. Um, it was another way to, instead of killing her or doing something to his family or his loved ones, he they just put Annie Crust into the games. So that's I like can another see that. theory. It's like, oh, there's one star-crossed lovers pair. Let's add another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's really interesting to think about, like, going back now that we know that it's been confirmed that at least in one of the games, a tribute was rigged. And I'm sure, like, I mean, we could honestly make the assumption that maybe even Marcus was rigged because of his connections to Sejanus and they knew that someone from his specific class, like they could have picked somebody within the few years, whereas Sejanus and Marcus were in a class, like in the same year together growing up, you know? 
I feel so, like Marcus isn't. I don't want to believe that that one's rigged just because I just want to believe that Sejanus is really unlucky. <laughs> no, see, I, I think that's the thing. Like, now that I know it's one has been rigged, I go back and I think, okay, which ones have been rigged? And honestly, you can make justifications that every single one of them are rigged and for particular reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's not like necessarily this one mastermind person who's rigging all the reapings because Lucy mm-hmm. Gray's is, a, it's happened locally. Mm-hmm. The mayor rigged it. Yeah. So I don't know Which... that like one justifies like all the rest of them happening. Yeah, because I mean, a big one is people wondering about Prim being rigged. That's been a big like debate within the fandom. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe it either, but I mean, a big argument was that because Katniss was hunting for years and years outside of District 12, and she talks about how many laws she's broken, they punished Prim. But I mean, I can see why they would punish Prim, but it's almost like too small of a... Like, no one would tell on Katniss because all the peacekeepers buy from Katniss. So even if it was a local thing, plus everyone in District 12 loves Prim, there's no reason that they would have spotted this this random girl and her sister from the Capitol. So I think that's why I have a hard time with it. But lots of people do argue for Prim's reaping being rigged. I, I have a hard time with it because I would rather believe that the odds just yeah weren't in her favor. You yeah. know, it, it's just the fact that there were so many names, like thousands of names in there. Mm-hmm. And there's still the possibility. And I don't know, I feel like it, it says something about hope, too. Like in the positive, it's it's like a one in a million chance, right? But mm-hmm. it can also be a one in a million chance for something good to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just like the story better with yeah. it being I think- that one slip. Yeah, besides like... Obviously, Prim being the whole reason Katniss goes into the arena. When I first started reading the book for the first time, I kind of just thought, oh, Katniss is probably going to be reaped and all this. But I again, like you said, it's the one name that Prim has. And I think that that is much more interesting than just reading your protagonist, first person perspective, getting mm-hmm. reaped and then watching her go through that. But instead, she steps up and goes through it for someone else. Yeah, and I just like that, like, Katniss against it, like, did everything she could. And then mm-hmm. that one line, like, but I'm powerless against the reaping. Like, yeah, that one slip could still do it. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't like the idea that it's rigged. <laughs> yeah. I will with... believe that Prim is the daughter of Mr. Mellark before I'll believe that yeah, she, me too. she was rigged in her reaping. Me too. We know... Um talking about games as opposed to like reapings we know that the 75th games according to the movie canon was rigged because there's a deleted scene with Plutarch going and changing the slip of paper for what the quell was going to be about so we don't know if that's for sure what happens in the book but I mean that's just an example of the games themselves being rigged a certain way and then it makes you wonder like did they purposely pull PETA's name so or purposely pull Hamish's name so PETA could volunteer I don't like because they just want to get rid of Katniss and PETA you know so I think I think so I think they had to have both of them in the arena so I can totally see that being rigged yeah because they knew that PETA would volunteer Mm -hmm. 
do we want to talk about volunteering because it is so confusing but (laughs) it's mostly like theories like I just wrote down like different theories that I read and different ideas that I've always thought it's been oh interesting I did not look up any theories or anybody's ideas on that it's just in the book it says like Katniss says that volunteering in districts one and two is very complicated yeah what what do you mean very complicated I know the books are in your perspective but Mm -hmm. come on explain it all (laughs) but I also think that it's interesting because we don't even know if Katniss or anyone in district 12 knows how the volunteering works in those districts like because it's so complicated like is she just not telling us or does she just not they just don't tell the other districts and to see the reapings yeah they can watch the reaping i would think so because we learn in valid also that they're all at you know i mean it's live so they all take place Mm -hmm. at different times and district 12 is first yeah which is an interesting little tidbit Mm -hmm. which is weird because in the in the hunger games it's just all jumbled together like Katniss is like we watch the recordings all at once so we don't know like what times or where watching the situation yeah what hit me about reading that in ballad I don't know I just think it's cool that hers was first because thinking of the Hunger Games and her volunteering like that reaping kicked off reaping day (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah like how exciting that must have been for all the capital people yeah the two no, that, she set the bar literally <laughs> i mean way too high and that's probably why Cato and clove especially hated her because they took their thunder <laughs> she upstaged them yeah that's so funny so yeah i think that's also interesting that katniss doesn't even know how it works but i mean my original theory on do you like have a theory for how you think that it goes how the reapings go in one and two I mean, I guess I just always assumed it was the first person. Really? But that doesn't really make sense. I mean, there's going to be so many people volunteer. Like, is there a secondary reaping of the people who want to volunteer? Maybe. Mm. See, I always thought of it as, like, a longer process. So I thought that it had something to do with, like, training because we do read the there are like illegal training processes because obviously how do all these 12 to 18 year olds know how to use a sword or why does it sound like you're gonna like make this divergent like <laughs> no like it, dauntless. It, it, it is like dauntless i think i think honestly instead of like a cute little football game after school like you go and do your academics a part of the schooling and education is like physical activity and gym and i think it's like half the day is academics half the day is preparing for the games and then i think as you get older and older it starts weeding people out so for example like we're watching Cato move through his class and then i think it comes down to watching these kids for years and years and watching how big they grow up to be and how um good they are their skills i feel like there's a lot of tests and a lot of fights and i think it is a lot like living in Dauntless, honestly, like the top one goes. Um, And then I just think that, like I read a a theory that it could go towards like the valedictorian of that year, because if you're thinking like you have the school year, um, which ends in like May, June in the US. And so um, 
That way, the person who's been training and training and training for years and years, the careers are always 16 to 18 for the most part. But they've been training, putting in this work. They graduate at the top of their class and they're picked out of like a small pool of individuals. And then I've also heard different theories where those top individuals physically like compete against each other. And the one that competes the best in the men and the woman is going to be the one who gets to volunteer in the end so it's almost like a it's like a training process for years and years I think it's worked into their academics because how could they be that good just training casually on the side like I think it's incorporated into their everyday life and that's why they're brainwashed is because starting at a young age they're brainwashed into this is what I need to do and this is how I need to get there so that's what I believe happens that's always what I've thought but the valedictorian top of the class thing does give me dauntless vibes. But at the same time, though, like, I want to believe all that. That sounds, I, I like that world building, but mm-hmm. it's still technically uh, illegal. So I feel like it would have to be more subtle. But I feel like that. the capital turns, turns its cheek to that. And I mean, I was... Another theory is somebody's like, oh, well, the capital just, they report to the capital and tell whoever is the most strongest, most capable, and give them like a list of a few students, and then the capital can pick from them. I also think, because one that we skipped over that you wrote down was Glimmer, because Glimmer was potentially, Mm. I argue that she was, her reaping was rigged, and so maybe there could be a lot of like, um bribing and power involved with getting your kids into the games because in districts one and two it's viewed as a sport and it's viewed as like the ultimate celebrity accomplishment everything and so I think parents fight for their kids to be into the be in the games if they are I feel like there has to be a, a secondary reaping or something like maybe people can sign up like ahead mm-hmm. of time to say that they want to volunteer but then because I don't, I don't think everybody volunteers. Oh, no. So I think they have to be allow this, people like, to volunteer. More like this higher class mm-hmm. of people in Districts 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Which, man, if you were going to live in Panem, I guess, District 1 and 2 is the place to live if you don't want to be in the Hunger Games. Because yeah. there's plenty of people to volunteer. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, then, in, in, in Ballad, we see just like the social class differences in the capital just as we do in district 12 so you can assume it's the same in districts one and two i just want to know like suzanne needs to write a guide and then volunteering it could be a Mm -hmm. section and it can be explained see i i just honestly have settled on my thoughts and i call that my own like that's canon to me i'm just like i've thought about this for so many years that that's how I see it. We're ne- I feel like we're never going to find out. So I'm just going to give myself that token. No, we're never going to find no. out. <laughs> Maybe we need our own like fan made guide that's not official, Ooh. but like here's a list of all the, a bunch of different theories mm-hmm. that people have come up with and choose your own adventure of <laughs> what you think Wouldn't is that canon. Be perfect. Yeah, present all the facts. All the yeah. facts. But yeah, those are. Those are my theories. Does District 4 volunteer? I, I, I always get... get so confused because of how the movie, like, changed it. 
they're just well, Finnick is confusing to, to me too because they just the like books, naturally chain uh naturally train right i feel like it's because they're so like physically involved with like fishing and swimming and district in their 11, district. i guess too yeah sometimes like thresh reaper but they're mm-hmm. not really careers i don't i don't think they volunteer in district four no but then, like, that's why I've always been confused because, like you said, in the movie, it's just, like, these small little kids. But in the book, they're a part of the careers. But then what about the case of Finnick, who didn't volunteer? And what about the case of Annie, who we can assume was rigged? You know, it's just, like, that is the one district I feel like I will never understand. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, there's different people doing different jobs. hmm Right? So maybe it's mostly, like, the guys in district four or something <laughs> yeah but i mean even coral from ballad mm, she's she was, feisty she was she was very feisty coral i like that name <laughs> <laughs> well, it was well, a perfect nose, name for district but, four yeah right what i don't understand about volunteering is like why it even exists like why are other people allowed to volunteer i don't really get it i think like I've never thought about it, but maybe it almost gives the facade of hope and freedom because if you were just picked every single year, you could argue like, oh, the, I mean, we know the government is corrupt, but you could just make more of a an argument as to why the capital is so corrupt and we don't even have a say in this, so it's hopeless. Whereas if people can volunteer, then it makes more of a show there's more emotions tied to it and on the same same note it's almost like one of the most important lines is like how far family goes on reaping day or lack thereof and so i think it just shows another sort of hold that the capital has on the poor districts that even Mm. they control your family and they control how much you can even love and show that love for your family Oh, Holly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was just that like. Hurt. Rip. <laughs> Rip. That's yeah, true. It, I mean, I feel like it could just create resentment. Even amongst, like, family members. Mm-hmm. Ugh. As well as, like, classes. Yeah, because, I mean, like, for example, say you and I are sisters, and I'm reaped, and it's just automatically like that and there's no volunteering then it's like you could have told me oh i would have volunteered for you blah 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 and our relationship would like, be perfect. yeah if i could take your place i would yeah exactly well but you can <laughs> you can take my place but like would you you know so like that's how it is she re- like mm. Peta's brother does not yeah, volunteer the psychological for like guilt probably yeah of then like your sibling dying mm-hmm. and you having not taken their place which I just think is, like, even worse. It's just they're, the capital is literally, like, clawing you apart from your family and controlling yet another aspect of your life that almost appears like a sense of freedom but isn't. I kind of feel like more people would actually volunteer. And, like, what do you mean? Than, than just life? Katniss does. I don't know if I would. <laughs> See, I love my sister more than anything. Yeah, I wouldn't, but... Yeah, see... I don't know, but I feel like there are other people that would. But maybe that's just, I don't know, being too optimistic. I think it's almost like 
again, the luxury of us not having to be in that situation because I feel like there are people that would say that they would, but it just makes it, but like, even as really... a reader. Yeah, well, I don't want to find out, so. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, and I think that's the really powerful part about having the perspective of the reader and not being in that situation is I feel guilty even thinking about if I would or if I wouldn't. You know, like, maybe some days I say I would, and then some days I'm like, yeah. I don't want to die, but we're not actually in that. So, again, it's like this whole another guilt that is placed onto us as an outsider, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that was one of my favorite, like, I mean, it's dark, but takeaways from mm-hmm. The Hunger Games is like, what would I do? What would I do? Yeah. Like, in, in yeah. Katniss's position. And it's, <laughs> it's a brutal comment, reality. <laughs> comment down below if you would volunteer for your sibling. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how awful people are, because that's what the capital would do. They're tricky <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so guys share your opinions down below i feel like that'd be an insta- interesting instagram story post just a yes or no poll mm, maybe I- would you volunteer oh my gosh maybe i'll do that yeah when this it. episode comes Holly. out <laughs> and see we should have done it before this episode before we recorded it because then Darn. we would have had the facts but the facts. if you guys follow if you guys follow us on social media then you'll see but i need to remember to do that i'm gonna Give myself a note and be honest be honest when i ask oh yeah <laughs> mine's, mine's a no <laughs> yeah mine would be a hard no but that's why we aspire to be more like katniss we already talked about this in our we love katniss episode so going back and rereading the raping scenes from hunger games catching fire and ballad i i haven't reread catching fire in a hot minute but just reading how short that section is Yes. It's literally less than a page. Honestly, every every scene when I go back and reread it in the books is shorter than I think it's going to be because the movie fleshes out things a lot. Yeah. And I, I forget that because it's so, you know, it's the information we get is pretty limited in, in the books in terms of like world bil- building and like what's going on around Katniss and even Katniss's emotions and what she's thinking. We don't always get. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I get kind of upset with it because, I mean, the catching fire raping scene is probably like five minutes long. Like it's it's pretty pretty long for a movie scene. We could have had other things in there too. I don't I don't think you needed. But to, it like, makes focus. it so emotional. I know. But then again, but it's, it's like, like it was emotional reading it, uh, reading it for the first time. But then it's it, just like you go back and read it, and it's so short, and there's like a lack of detail yeah yeah i thought it was interesting because I, I was looking at differences between like the book and the movie and in catching fire they're like not on the stage i just i just read it and i'm like oh these are interesting like visual choices like mm-hmm. that make things more impactful i don't know i just think it would have been so funny if they were like in their in their little like roped off section like in oh front of the stage uh-huh <laughs> yeah I wish we would have seen Haymitch fall off the stage in the first one. Like I know. Yeah, that's a, that's a big difference for sure. Haymitch is, like, not even there. But his introduction in the movie is is good, too. Mm-hmm. But it would have been, I think, more, more powerful if he <laughs> fell off the stage. It's interesting, too. Like, it's just a little detail. But in The Hunger Games, how they stand like in the roped off sections it's the youngest people in the back and the oldest people in the front whereas in Mm -hmm. the movie 
like Prim, she's close to the front. It's the youngest people. And then Katniss, like with the older kids, is in the back. Which I get like visually for the movie. I think that makes sense because mm-hmm. you want to be able to see everybody's faces. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder why the little kids are in the back. I mean, it makes it... It seems sad to me because if a little kid gets picked, then they have a really long walk to the stage. It's like the walk of shame for yeah. children getting reaped. They just uh, gotta like make their way through awful. the parting crowd. Maybe it's just to make them feel worse. Like if you have an older sibling or something, like there's a lot more time for you to volunteer. And if you're not gonna volunteer, then I think it's just set Ooh, up in also, a way that it makes you feel more guilty. It's like the older you get, the closer you get to the reaping stage. Oh, and then like, <laughs> like you're 18 and Every you're almost year, free, like, and then you, you get, get reaped. Closer. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, I can't even imagine the anxiety. Like, I would be sick every single reaping day. Oh my god. Like, I would be sick, sick, nervous, vomiting, nervous, crying. I can't. I wouldn't even eat imagine. for a week. I mean, like, I I think like reading the reaping scene again too, like Katniss. When it comes down to it, she's thinking, like, she's thinking about all these things. She's thinking about, oh, my gosh, I hope Gail doesn't get picked. I hope Prim Mm -hmm. doesn't get picked. But when it comes down to it and Effie's going to pick it, she's like, I hope it's not me. I hope it's not me. I hope it's not me. Yeah. You know? Like, you feel that anxiety. Well, yeah, because you have to think at that moment, like, if you're standing in the the girls' section and she's about to, she pulled out a name, she's about to read it, you're just praying that it's not going to be your name. It doesn't matter who else's name it is, as long as it's not yours. Same within the guys section. You know, it's that one moment where your name is about to come and you're like, please, please do not have it be me. And then it potentially is. And like, I think another aspect of the reaping that I find really interesting is because it's not talked about as much, except for in Catching Fire during the quell, is friendship and having a friend being reaped into the games because um with Maisley Donner she was really really good friends with Katniss's mom Mm -hmm. and she had a sister yeah twins they're twins yeah um and so just like seeing the effect that it would have like knowing like watching your friend get pulled up there because I mean that would be traumatic too you're like celebrating for yourself and your family but then you're going to have to spend the next few months watching all of this horrible, all the horrible games happen to people that you care about outside of your family. And at such a young age, so it's traumatic no matter what. I just can't imagine. I mean, you really see Katniss's mom really went through it mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. And then another thing, I feel like we, we talk about the Quell a lot. We haven't really talked about the 25th games. Which I was, I was talking to a friend the other day explaining, like, how would you decide? Because the whole, the whole first quell was... Oh, I you forget about somebody. that. Yeah, you have to, you have to pick the two tributes from your district. Oh so, my gosh, I cannot imagine. I can, I, like, how do you... getting picked? Pick? Like, would you... I was asking my friend, I'm like, would you pick somebody that you think... Like, say you're from the poorer districts, you're not from the careers... Imagine we're in District 12 or something. Would you pick somebody that is more likely to win the games? Like a sort of Gale figure, a big, strong 18-year-old? Or would you pick someone weak and then just say, it's a sacrifice, you know, just 
Get it out of the way. I think I would vote for somebody who I thought could win. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's and terrible either way. I just, I don't remember, is it, I don't think that the kids can vote for each other. I think that it's only, like, the parents of the kids. Mm. And, like, you have to be outside of the reaping age to vote for who. So, I mean, again, there's a lot of mention, mentions of betting on different people. So, again, I think that if you were an adult and you were someone who bets, you're probably going to pick somebody, like you said, who's more likely to win the games. But that's just not a good situation to be in if you just happen to be, like, very well built or very strong. <laughs> and okay, they just I, go, you're going I in. don't have any skills. I can't win. <laughs> Yeah, or you're like 18. It's the last year that your name's entered in the reaping, and then yeah, they would pick, pick an you. 18 year old. Yeah, I just always wondered. Like, I would love to see. I think that games just to see the selection process based on like a community turning on each other. Just so cool. It would be interesting to see. Yeah, the lineup of everyone because it it was probably either really strong people or mm-hmm. really weak people. Yeah, which is just, like, sickening either way you look at it. Yeah, oh. See, yeah. then it's like you pick somebody who you think would probably, under normal circumstances, be able to win the games. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, if they're going against all these people who are similar, yeah. then they probably don't really have that good of a chance. Or if you pick someone who's really weak, there's definitely going to be big contenders that year. So mm-hmm. they definitely aren't going to make it. I mean, another option, what if they chose someone, like, they voted for a kid of a parent that they didn't like? Yeah. Like, what if the mayor is just really nasty or something? And well, yeah. I feel like the mayor's kid would be... Oh, my god, Would definitely be a choice. Yeah, it makes me wonder, or, like, I don't know, a really... I don't... Yeah, or just somebody who... Your own kid... You could I mean, see, I guess it's a, it's a good thing that the kids can't vote because they would just vote for the, the kid that they don't like. Can you imagine that? But it's worse because parents are having to choose other children. What is the actual quote that Katniss says? On the 25th anniversary, as a reminder to the rebels that their children were dying because of their choice to initiate violence, every district was made to hold an election and vote on tributes that would represent it. So I guess it doesn't say, like, the adults would be doing it but i would just assume that it would be how vicious would that be yeah if uh that or just kids could choose or just watching because if it's an election like going to vote like going to that poll to vote and knowing that you're walking away from voting for someone else's child and then having to look that person in the eyes and then the day of so that's there's an election and then there's a reaping so it's just all this more anxiety building up I think that's almost wor- like it is worse to me than being in an arena with 47 other kids because knowing that you're going into the games, yeah, I would feel like they picked me. Why did they pick me? And I would just analyze that. And even if you, you win the games and you come home, you'll just feel completely like they, they didn't even have my back. Like my home didn't even have my back. My community wasn't even there for me. And then they get all these rewards of food and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can't imagine being that parent too. I know. Like, especially if the kid doesn't make it. Yeah, and then going around town. You all killed my child. Yes, exactly. That's why I think that I'm glad that we got to talk about this, Gaines, because I feel like it's really overlooked a lot of times. 
Yeah, to be honest, I never really think about it. Yeah. I just think about all the other, like, quells, what they would have been. Or if it's canon for Suzanne Collins in the book that... That it was changed. Yeah. What was the, the original? What was third it? Third quell, yeah. Whatever. They don't happen anymore. There's no more games, so... <laughs> but I just want to know. <laughs> Which begs the question for me, like... What does, because we know it's the 4th of July, well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be 4th of July, like, mm-hmm. what does Reaping Day look like post-Mockingjay? Because everybody's going to know that's Reaping Day. I think it turns into memorial, a sort of memorial day for them. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too, because at, in the epilogue of Mockingjay, it says, like, the memorials are built, like, um, and all that, so I would think that that's the day that they would remember i mean just imagine katniss and Peeta and hamish and all the i mean what is it the nine victors that live past is it nine or seven that live past i think it's seven seven yeah because the vote past mockingjay and having to like relive that reaping day for the rest of their lives even though they know they're safe just imagine that sense of ptsd with having a date and with knowing, like, yeah. come summertime, this is just a reminder of what used to be. So I think it's interesting because right now we, as the U.S., the July 4th holiday is celebrated for the most part. It's celebrated and not celebrated, and it's really, I mean, politicized too recently. And so going from that to what we see the Reaping Day being like when the games exist to a more reflective period... I could see it just having a lot of, like, I don't know. I just see it being, like, a memorial day, looking back on the start of this nation going onwards and the dark history that it brought with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was remembering that, I think I told you about this, I had Mm -hmm. written, like, two pages of a fan fiction, which I totally forgot about, and it was about uh, President Snow's granddaughter, Mm-hmm. And I had her and Katniss meet on, um, on like, Reaping Day because I had mm-hmm. turned that into, like, a memorial day, like, in the future after oh post-Mockingjay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so how old were you when you wrote this? I remember you told me about it. Um, I mean, high school. Can you publish it? I, I read The Hunger Games. It's only, Can like, two pages. It's not even... <laughs> I just want to read a little... I just want to read a little bit of Emily's fan fiction. Of it. <laughs> yes, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. Maybe. See, and then this is like <laughs> a whole I'll other... Maybe I'll keep working on it. You should. A whole other topic fun. that we can talk about on a completely different episode would be how does Snow even have a family? Lots of spoilers in this episode, but otherwise, I mean... I mean, not huge spoilers. They're little things. But uh, yeah, they're little things, but like read the book if you haven't already. Yeah. I so. mean, we're about to go full-blown spoiler yeah. once we finish Ballad. Oh, definitely. Then don't listen anymore yeah (laughs) until you finish the book yes so do that now start now get ahead and then join us soon as we do all our fun ballad stuff and hopefully the movie comes but on that note happy july 4th it's coming up i think we're (laughs) publishing this episode yeah (laughs) or post mocking day (laughs) memorial day (laughs) i know it's gonna be all sorts of different things so i know as i'm gonna be hanging out on july 4th that's all i'm gonna be thinking now that i have i know that now that we know yeah it's just so, it's reaping day 
So everyone be a little anxious that day and, and be thankful that we're not being reaped for we're not being chosen now by or our ever. <laughs> please, please keep it that way. But yeah, so yeah, I have an announcement that my mom and my sister have both started rereading the Hunger Games. So <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. I know. Yay. Exciting. OK, so when your sister went to Hawaii, she actually did. Yeah, she actually to- took it. She actually read it. And then me and my oh family my were on vacation up up north in our state and she was reading it. And then my mom saw she had it. And so she took it and she was reading it. So then she went back home to the thrift store and found the foil editions somehow at a thrift store and she's rereading the books now too okay emily's the ladies of emily's family i (laughs) am so happy and i'm so amazed and so proud of you and everyone just support emily's family because that's awesome although i will say laura my sister she uh was kind of like i don't know about this this ain't all that (laughs) like what are you talking about she's only on like chapter eight so oh girl you just wait just wait wait. till you get to the the pita and katniss goodness says our katniss claws player okay okay yeah well that's an amazing announcement that's what i needed to cheer me up after this sad happy ending (laughs) so you want some positive thoughts yeah everyone enjoy if you are from the u.s if you're not happy Independence Day, if you celebrate, happy reaping, happy reaping day, happy July 4th, just hanging out day, whatever. Um, thanks for tuning in. Join us Mockingjay Mondays. We're reading ballad. Like Emily said, we're almost done. Almost done. So happy. And then we'll likely start the original trilogy for our read-alongs on Mondays. Yay! And then, yeah, just stay tuned for next episode in the next two weeks. So, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining, guys. Thanks. Bye.